Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla D. Here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth, not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on, get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Good day, saints. Today is Sunday, August the 20th of the year 2023. I am the host, founder, and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only, Dr. Kamala D. I know it is early, but I have a busy day today, and I will be playing another excerpt from the Race, Religion, and Racism series by the late great apostle Frederick Casey Price Sr. Now, this is going to be a lot about science. So if science bores you, well then the only advice I can tell you is force yourself to listen to it. <laughs> well, he will be explaining how all different shades of color from human beings can only come from colored people. Yeah, I know it's going to be tough for some of you to listen listen to, but it's science and science is science. We can't change it. You can either accept it or reject it, receive it or not. So sit back and learn Bible truth. Now we're talking at this time uh, in the segment of the three-part series, we're talking about race. <laughs> and we, we found out some interesting things last, last week when we were together. You see, there has been a deliberate conspiracy that was, well, I, you could really officially say from the 1600s, somewhere around 1600 or 1619 when the first slaves uh, were taken off of a particular ship and in, in, in slavery began here in America. And there has been a concerted effort on the part of uh, the religionist and the society hooked up together to make it appear that black people uh, are a subhuman race of people. And therefore, it is all right to enslave them, whether by chains or by economics, and keep them at the lower end of the totem pole, if you would. It's been a very concerted effort, and it's validatable, and, and when we get into racism, uh, I will give you a lot of uh, documentation on this. One of the things that has been used, of course, is to show that the white race is a superior race and that the black race is an inferior race. And so consequently, that can give people the idea that they have a right, an inalienable right, if you would, to look down on people of color. But as we looked at it last week, and as we're going to look at it this week, we're going to find out just the opposite. Because haven't you ever wondered, Think, just think about this, haven't you ever wondered what in the world, what in the world 
have black folk done to other people in human history to deserve to be treated like the dirt we have been treated like? You know, I mean, has it, you know, has it ever, why in the world of all the people, what have we, what have we done? And actually, when you go back and look at the record, do you know what we've done? We have been born black. The whole thing is this exterior color of our skin. Now, obviously, if you think about it from a psychological point of view, if you have been told all your life in varying ways, and sometimes it's not just always direct words to a person, but it can be subliminal by a lot of different things. But when you've been told all your life you're superior, don't tell me it doesn't make you feel good about yourself. And then when you've been told that those people over there are inferior, then you have mixed emotions and negative feelings about those people. And then when those people have been told all their life through art and from the pulpits of churches that are supposed to be telling the truth, from the so-called slanted history that's been presented in our schools of education and in just about everything you can find in our nation down through the years, that these people are inferior people, they don't feel too good about themselves. So here on one extreme you have people that feel real good about themselves, and over here you have a group of people that have been feeling bad about themselves, and all because of what somebody told them. And so my purpose is, and I, I said this last time, and I'll, I'll say it some more because I don't want to, I don't want to be misunderstood any more than they're going to misunderstand me anyway. You know, but I, I want to, you know, try to keep it so that the misunderstanding is, 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 is at a minimum, minimum. I am not personally, as a man of color, as a minister of the gospel, and as a Christian, just me personally, I'm not concerned about trying to prove that God was black, and so all the angels are black, so everybody's black, so that I can feel good about myself. Are you following me? I'm not concerned about that. What I am concerned about, and I mentioned it last time, I'm concerned about simply telling it like it is. That's all. I, I really don't care, but what I do care about is lying. That I care about. That makes me upset. That stirs my righteous indignation. Because when you lie to me, you're telling me you have something to hide. Because if you had nothing to hide, you could tell me the truth. And perhaps what you're trying to hide is your own inferiority. And clouding it in an apparent superiority. And putting off on somebody else your inferiority. Now we're going to go into some more things today and we're going to find out. Because see, the historians, the true historians, and the true scientists know what I'm going to share with you today. But because of religion in America, that is the thing that has kept racism, race prejudice, color prejudice, at the level that it is. It has been the church. And that's what I have been assigned to address, the church. I said it before, I'll be saying it again. Race of uh, slavery could have never existed in America without the consent of the church without the support of the church. But you see, when you bring God into the picture and you, and you justify your treatment of black people 
based upon God declaring that they're inferior and that the other people are superior. Man, that gives it some great credibility. You see what I mean? So then people think it's got, that's got to be right. Now, God said them black folk are inferior. They got to be inferior. God said it. Well, really, God didn't say it. Those who supposedly were representing God, they said it. But God never said it. In fact, God said just basically the opposite of that. So with that in mind, I want to pick up where we left off last time. Now, I gave you quite a few references, and they were dated references. They were references from the past. And the reason I gave you those was to show you how far back this business has gone. And they knew it back then, but they wouldn't tell the truth about it. See? And uh, I pointed out to you that all of our, all of our art, all Christian art, is all white-oriented, European, white-oriented. All the pictures you see go to the, go to the, uh, to the um, uh, museums. I mean, we were in, we, we took a tour to Israel and Rome a few years back, and we had an opportunity to go to the Vatican and go to St., uh, what is it, St. Paul? St. Saint Peter's Basilica? Yeah, St. Peter's Basilica, and then we got to see the, um, the Sistine Chapel where Michelangelo supposed to have laid on his back and, and painted everybody in there is white. Everybody's white. Everybody's white. Dogs, the cats, the fleas, and the roaches. Everybody's white. And you ain't never seen no white roaches unless they, I guess, I guess they got some albino, got some albino roaches maybe? Okay. But anyway, and I don't mean to, I, I please, I don't, I'm not putting the roaches in St. Peter, so don't, don't accuse me of that. But what I'm saying is, you know, it's, it's, it's so stark in its presentation that it leaves you with the impression that God and everybody involved is white. And all of that is, is untenable, it is unscriptural, and it is non-scientific. And we're going to see a little bit of it today. So today I want to bring you up to some modern references from people that are not black. This is, now, this is the twister. What we're going to be reading today is basically all white references, scientists, paleontologists, archaeologists, people like that, who are not supposed to be preaching from the pulpit. And they're telling it like it is. In an article in the Washington Post, I read this one last time just as we close, but I want to start there. In an article in the Washington Post, copyright 1994, so we're not talking about ancient history, right? The Washington Post, November 16, 1994, Wednesday, final edition, byline by Boyce Rinsberger, Washington Post staff writer. And I quote, the overwhelming, say overwhelming. Now, now let me ask, let me see if I can get a consensus of opinion. What, what does the word overwhelming mean? Just the word. Anybody, can we get a majority, whole lot? No, overwhelming. Abundant. What? I, 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 what'd you say? A grip. A grip? 
talk to me. Okay, y'all, whatever y'all say. Anyway, over the line. All right. Okay. All right. The overwhelming conclusion of anthropologists, in short, is that no physical features distinguishes any race, not even a combination of traits that will do the job. We all descended from black people. Because humans evolved in Africa. The first people probably had dark skin. The white people of Europe descended from Africans who migrated north between 100,000 and 200,000 years ago and lost their coloring. Yeah, that's a bomb, isn't it? Mm. Mm. In another article in Science and Technology, in an article entitled Geneticists, we're all... Yeah, we're all from Africa. Let me, let, me, let me say that again. In Science and Technology, in an article entitled, and I quote, Geneticists, we're all, all from Africa. End of quote. That's the, that's the heading. Everybody. Now remember, I pointed this out before biblically. Remember, we talked about Adam and Eve. Remember, we talked about the Garden of Eden. And we found out geographically where it was located. Now that's the Bible, and it was located where? In Africa. Ethiopia is in Africa. Egypt is in Africa, on the continent of Africa. Is that correct? Now here we're reading, not from Christians per se, not from theologians per se, now we're reading from scientists, and the scientists are more in line with the Bible than so-called Christians. Because they try to make everything and everybody white. And the only, the only point I'm making is that why, why tell a lie and then perpetuate the lie? It, it has to be a lie because we only have one record of creation. And it goes all the way from Adam all the way through the Old Covenant all the way up to Jesus. So then there's no other creation that we have any record of. Because if there were, then there must be another God. We don't have any record of that from a biblical perspective. Well, and we're going to get into this later. It's just so exciting. I can't hardly, I can't hardly wait till I got to tell you a little bit about it right now. See, if you just use your head, see, see, we've been lied to. Everybody, the white people have been lied to, and the black people. We've been lied to because, see, it is genetically. Watch my lips now. It is genetically impossible for two fair-skinned white people 
to produce a black offspring. That is genetically untenable. That dog won't bark. And that bird won't show enough fly. Now, I have a little thing I'll share with you in a minute. And I'm telling you, these, these racists, are, they, they will go to no lengths to prove that black people are inferior and that white people are superior. They go so far as to almost make it appear as though there was another whole creation for all the other people in the world that are colored, of color and that the only people in the original people were white. It's impossible. They couldn't have been white. There's no way. You have no record anywhere in the world, present or past, where two snow-white people gave birth to a black baby. It won't work genetically. It's not, it's not possible. There's only one combination that can produce black and white. We'll get into that later. Now again, see, don't get, don't get on your high horses. See, you've been crowing for years and years about your superior. Now it's our turn, so just leave us alone. You had your day in court. Let us have ours. Okay? You had no problem with you talking about your superior all these years. Now all of a sudden you get upset when it looks like we might be talking about that, which we're really not, but we're just trying to make the thing like it ought to be. Now, in this, <laughs> in this article from Science and Technology, uh, that's entitled Geneticists Were All from Africa by Robert Engelman, Scripps Howard News Service, New Orleans. The article states, and I quote, a new analysis of a type of human gene supports the theory that humanity started in Africa and did not evolve simultaneously in Europe and Asia, scientists said Friday. Two African groups, the pygmies in Central Africa and the Kung in Southern Africa may be the most direct descendants of those early humans, said Linda Vigilant, a geneticist specialist at the University of California at Berkeley, end of quote. In another article entitled, and I quote, The Story in Our Genes, end of quote, by Shribala Subramanian, Time Magazine, January 16, 1995, I didn't say 85. I didn't say 1985. I didn't say 1895. I said 1995, present tense, hmm? day or two ago. In the book, The History and Geography of Human Genes by population geneticist Luca Cavalli-Sforza and Paolo Minonzi and Alberto Piazza points out that the same map in combination with the fossil record confirms that Africa was the birthplace of humanity and thus the starting point of the original human migrations. Now, so you, they didn't teach you that in school. They ain't teaching you that in school now, I doubt. Huh? You, and, and see, folks go all through their lives and never know this, see? Because they've hidden it. They didn't want us to know that. They didn't want us to know that. Now, these are scientists. These aren't, these aren't theologians. I want you to get that. These are not preachers taking a text from the Bible. These are scientists. Okay? And, they, and they're saying everything that the Bible said without saying the Bible said it. 
confirmation. God is confirming his word by secular science. Okay? Going on in the article, those findings plus the great genetic distance between present-day Africans and non-Africans indicates that the split from the African branch is the oldest on the human family tree. End of quote. Now that is, that's awesome information. Everybody came from Africa. The Bible said it. Nobody wants to believe the Bible, but now here the scientists are saying it. God told us where it started. First man, woman, right there in the garden of Eden. Eden right in the middle of Africa. All right, I have a question for you. What is a race? What is a race? There is really only one, the human race. Now, we've, we've looked at this before, but the Bible tells us in Acts 17, 26, that God made all nations out of how much blood? One blood. It also tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 39, that there is one kind of flesh of what? Man. Remember that? The Bible never, listen to this, the Bible. See, and this is the, this is the thing that's, that, that irks me so much, is that people want to turn off of Jesus and turn off of the church and turn off of the Bible because of some supposed theologian or somebody that's supposed to know something, telling them something else that is completely inconsistent with what we see in life and or in the Bible. That's why I always tell you people here, and I've taught you this for 25 years, you always check it out in the book for yourself. Don't take anybody's word, mine included. If I don't give you scripture to support it, that's why it took me so long to get this together because I want to have documented evidence and information. You can go find this out for yourself because you could accuse me of reading it incorrectly or you could accuse me of stacking the deck, or you could accuse me of taking things out of context. Well, you go read it for yourself. That's why I'm telling you where it is. See? I'm telling you where you can find it yourself. Okay? Now, God made us out of one, there's one kind of flesh of man. The Bible never, say never, never distinguishes people by skin color or appearance, but only by kindred, tongue, people, and nation. Never by color. I'm sorry to say, only the white church uses color as a designation. They started this stuff. Okay? We cannot deny the fact that there are people who have certain features in common, such as skin color, which makes them different than others. The human race... Races are all part of one species, homo sapien, which really means wise man. We really should call ourselves something else because man is certainly not very wise. We ought to call him homo el stupidos. The human races are all part of one species, homo sapiens, which means wise man. That tells us that all colors, races, can... Oh, Lord Jesus. Y'all got your seatbelts on now? 
Now, let me let me, let me go back and read this again I, before I read this other part. Okay. Uh, the human races are all part of one species, Homo sapiens, which means wise man. That tells us that all colors or races can freely interbreed and produce fertile offspring. Now watch this. Get this now. If that is not true, let me say that again. That tells us that all colors, races, can freely interbreed and produce fertile offspring. If not, they would have to be classified as separate species. This shows us that there is very little biological difference between the races or colors. Now, in the same Washington Post article quoted before, a question was asked that I find very interesting. And this was the question, and I quote from that article. The question is asked. Now, this is going to be it's going to be, it's going to upset the apple cart. The question was asked, so were there ever pure races? End of quote. See, this is what the religionists and the white races and the slave masters tried to tell us and sold us this garbage down through the years that the white race is pure. And you know what the thing that the thing that really makes you I mean I'm talking about mad now. I ain't talking about righteous righteously indignant. Yeah, I'm talking about mad now. This, this, this here is the thing here is the thing that makes makes you mad to show you how they lied to us and lied to their own people. Just a downright, deliberate, bold-faced lie. Because if the white race was so pure, what were them white turkey slave masters doing in the slave quarters under the skirts of them inferior black women? See, they don't believe. See, all that stuff is a smokescreen. All that stuff is a crock. You know what? Be stew, you know? <laughs> because if they really were, if you were pure, I wouldn't even get near you. Oh, get away from... Hey, oh! Ah! Man, every once in a while, every once in a while, during the year like me in the summertime, I have this white, snoot, this white suit, this snow white suit. Man, when I put that suit on... And I walk out of the door, I'm go Man, I'm checking it. Is that true? You don't want to get nothing on that pure white suit. And brother, sister, you can't get any closer than sexual intercourse. I mean, you that's about as close as you can get. I mean, I'm... 
So all I'm showing you, see, it's just a bunch of junk. It's a big lie that's been sold to the black man and to the white man and all the rest of the people in the world. It's a big lie. And that makes me... Makes me very happy. Okay? So, were there ever pure races? The article goes on to say, quote, until the mid-20th century, most researchers assumed that so-called pure races once existed. Those early thinkers had great trouble figuring out who belonged in which race and decided that was simply because migrations and intermarriage had mixed up or blended the once distinct traits. Today, most anthropologists hold that pure... Oh, Lord, you ready for this now? Most, an most anthropologists hold that pure races never existed. They think that human beings have always been migrating and intermarrying, spreading new genes worldwide. I'm just reading. I said, I just, I'm just reading. Now, the Answers book, 1990, by Ken, ha <coughs> Ken Ham <coughs> and Carl Whelan, Master Books, P.O. Box, 1606, El Cajon, California, 92022. All three authors are creation scientists with degrees in biology, geology, and medicine, respectively. I want to quote from this book because I believe they deal with this question of skin color in a very, in a very simple way. Even if you have no background in science of any kind, you will be able to understand their simple presentation. Now, the reason that I'm harping on this and, and, and using this is because the root, the root of this racism thing here in America, especially, is this inferior, uh, superior thing. It all needs some air freshener. <laughs> now, I'm just down home and it might sound vulgar to you, but that's your problem. It's, uh, it's not vulgar to me. I'm talking about we got to get down to this thing and realize people are just people are just people. They may, be, they may look different exteriorly, but God created us from one blood, and there's only one kind of flesh of man. And I hold the white Christian church in America responsible for this garbage. Now, it's real simple to, to, to validate that. I mean, I, and it's not a matter. I'm not trying to accuse anybody just to be accusing them, but to find out where the origin of this mess is so that we can dig the roots up and throw that thing out and clean that field off and plant some new crops there. First thing you got to do, you got to get rid of that old junk. See, if you don't kill the roots and just cut the tree down, given time, that sucker will grow again. So we got to locate the root system. Not just clean the rocks off, 
and get rid of the trees and cut it down so that as we go out there and visually look at the field, it looks like it's clean. If you leave those roots down there, that tree's coming back. So we've got to root it out. And anybody that's ever had anything to do with farming or clearing land knows, brother, sister, that is hard, sweaty, stinky work. You're going to get hot under the collar. <laughs> huh? And so consequently, we've got to find out about that. And that, that's, the, that's, that, that's the, the reason for it. Because all you've got to do is look around you. Black folk, black folk and Hispanic or Spanish-speaking people were not the ones that left the inner city and moved to the suburbs. Knock, knock. Anybody home? I hear Jesus say, go ye into, not away from, into all the world. Are you telling me that the ghetto, the inner cities are not a part of the world? You got all the resources. You control the wealth. You got the power. And yet you ran off and left it. And then stand out there and have the audacity to criticize those wild folk in the ghetto for acting like animals when you treated them like that for 400 years. What on God's green earth do you expect them to act like? This is the way you win friends and influence people. But Jesus said the truth. The truth. Our country, our nation is in turmoil. Our country, our nation is in trouble. America is not the great nation that we used to think we were. Ain't nobody afraid of us no more. There was a time when nations would not raise a finger against the United States of America. Today they'll spit on your spit on us and, and dare to do something about it. And we've lost that because we've lost God. We've lost our contact with God. We've been practicing religion instead of Christianity. There's a big difference between religion and Christianity if you didn't know it. I don't have time to go into that. Anyway, watch this now. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I told you that uh, even if you have no background in science of any kind, you will be able to understand their simple presentation. On pages 133 and 134, and I quote from the answers book, it is easy to think that since different groups of people have yellow skin, red skin, black skin, white skin, and brown skin, there must be many different pigments or colorings. The fact is, however, that there is only one skin color. Remember me telling you that? I, did, I said that a little bit before. There's only one skin color. You know what that color is? It's called melanin. This is a brownish pigment which we all have in special cells in our skin. If we produce only a little melanin, 
it means that we will be European white. If our skin produces a great deal of melanin, we will be a very deep black, and in between, of course, are all shades of brown. End of quote. The answer book goes on to say, or the answers book goes on to say, pages 135, 136, 137, 141, 142, 143, 146, and 147. I quote, We also need to be aware that one is not born with a genetically fixed amount of melanin, but rather with a genetically fixed potential to produce a certain amount in response to sunlight. For example, if you are a Caucasian, you may have noticed that when your friends headed for the beach at the very beginning of summer, they may, if they spent all their time indoors during the winter, have all been more or less that same pale white. As the summer went on, however, some became more darker than others. Even if very dark-skinned races are not born with such a skin color. It takes exposure. I can tell you this. Now, this is a really good example of this. My daughter, Angela. Put the camera, put the camera on Angela. Thank you. I knew you wanted to be on camera. Hey, this is, hey, is your debut, girl. Yeah, you're looking good. You're looking, yeah, you're looking okay. You're looking okay. But look, but look at it. Look at Angela. Look at, look at her color. Get, uh, like C-L-O-S-E hyphen U-P up, close up. There you go. Close up. Yeah, I want, I want him to see your skin color. There you go. What, now, obviously she's white, right? Isn't that the color? Isn't that the color on the screen? Is white? Isn't that snow white? Oh no, she's not white, is she? Oh, she's jet black. No. She's a nice intermediate brown. Do you know that when this girl was born, this baby was born, she was the color that you were, very pink. She was. We had to, I had to look at the. I said. Hey. I thought I'd be the daddy. What's happening here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was the most beautiful pinkish white color when she came out of her mother's womb. Then, as she has been exposed to sunlight, the melanin factories in her body have begun to produce the melanin based upon the genetic coding that came from mom and papa. A lot of you can remember, you babies, you, I mean, black folk had babies and they're just as light as they can be. And if, if you took those babies and kept them in an isolated situation where they never got any sunlight, the melanin factory would never be turned on. And it'd be that same color there that they were when they were born. But it's light that causes the melanin factories to produce. Now watch this now. Uh, I said it before. As the summer went on, however, some became much darker than others. Even very dark-skinned races are not born with such a skin color. It takes exposure to sunlight to switch on the melanin factories in the skin. In very dark-skinned people, the areas such as the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet, which are very rarely exposed to sunlight, generally stay much lighter than the rest of the body. Let's look at a few observations which can help us to explain how many different skin colors can arise in a short time. From here on, 
whenever we use such words as different colors, we are strictly speaking, referring to different shades of the one color. Okay? Now watch this. If a person from a very black race marries someone from a very white race, their offspring, called mulattoes, are mid-brown. It has long been known that if people of mulatto descent marry, their offspring may be virtually any color, ranging from very black to very white. Now, my mother, my, my uh, wife's family is a perfect example of this. And many, many people know this, but, but a lot of people don't know this. Now, my, my wife's family, was it 13 children? 13 children. My wife's mother's grandfather was a white man. Now, my wife's mother was as fair, as fair as... Some of you white folks in here today. She is very light-skinned. Her husband, on the other hand, was black-skinned, very dark, very dark. They had 13 kids. Eleven of the kids were just very slightly shades of medium brown. One kid was almost white and one almost black. I mean black, black. I mean, they call me black, you know, just because, but I'm talking about dark, dark, D-A-R-K-K, dark, black. One was very black, very dark, and one, in fact, your, your color. And then one was almost white, and all the rest of them, medium brown, all came from the same source. That's the reason why Adam and Eve could not have been white, because two white people cannot produce a brown. That's genetically untenable. But they want us to think that they were, the first parents were white. Couldn't have been. Because if so, then there got to be another creation. Because, honey, we came from somewhere. Huh? And you can't get black out of, out of white. Huh? I mean, you can't get a, a black child out of two fair skin, fair complexion white people. You, you can't. Just don't, it just, it won't fly. Okay, let's go on. Uh... Now, understanding this, the fact that it has long been known that if people of mulatto descent marry their offspring, offspring or marry, let me say it again, it has long been known that if people of mulatto descent marry, their offspring may be virtually any color, ranging from very black to very white. Understanding this gives us the clues we need for our overall question. So we must first look, in a simple way, at some of the basic facts of heredity. Each of us carries in our body, listen to this carefully now, each of us carries in our body. See, when you went to, when you went to school, or when I went to school, and a little bit of biology and stuff that I had in class, it was, it was very uninteresting because I wasn't included in it. So I really didn't take any, you know, I mean, it's not that it's an uninteresting subject matter, but if you don't have a, a vested interest in it sometimes, you know, just, just kind of do what you got to do to pass the grade. But brother, I'm telling you, all this stuff about genetics and DNA and all this stuff that we're going to get into in a few moments, it's going to really be a real wonderful lesson for you now because, honey, we're talking about us now. We're talking about where we all came from 
and how we got here and why we are the way we are, it becomes extremely interesting. All right, now watch this. Each of us carries in our body information which describes us in the way a blueprint describes a finished building. It determines not only that we will be human beings rather than cabbages or crocodiles, but also whether we will have blue eyes, short nose, long legs, etc. When a male sperm fertilizes an egg, all the information that specifies how that person will be built, ignoring, of course, such superimposed factors as exercise, diet, things like that, is already present. Let me say that again. When a male sperm fertilizes an egg, all, say all, all the information that specifies how that person will be built is already present. The human blueprint is written in a code or language convention which is carried on a very long chemical called DNA. The word gene means a small part of that information which carries the instructions for only one feature. In the fertilized egg, where does all this information, its genes, come from? Good question. One half has come from the father, carried by the sperm, and the other half from the mother, carried in the egg. Genes come in matching pairs. We know that, we know that skin color is governed by at least two, possibly more, sets of genes. Let's call them, I'm ready for my demonstration, gentlemen, because I want, I want you to, to see this. Look at the big screens. Can you see those okay? All right, now, let me go back again. It said, we know that skin color is governed by at least two possibly more sets of genes. Let's call them capital A. Line one, highlight A for me. All right, you see the A? Capital, notice it's a capital A, that's important. And we'll call the other capital B. Would you highlight B on line one, please? Thank you very much. All right, now, with the correspondingly, let me say it again now, we know that skin color is governed by at least two possibly more sets of genes, let's call them capital A, capital B with the correspondingly more silent genes, line two if you please, small a and small b. There's a small b and there's a small a. You ought to write this down if you can because this is very, very, very interesting. All right, now the small letters in this case code, C-O-D-E, code for a small amount of melanin. melanin. So, a very dark race. Now, now, get this. This is important. This is, this is really going to be very informational for you. A very dark race which, on intermarriage, kept producing only very dark offsprings would be, line three, please, A-A-B-B. Remember that these things come in what? Pairs. Okay? So, get it again now. So if a very dark race, which on intermarriage kept producing only very dark offspring, then it would be AA and BB. Please go to line four. 
the same situation for a very fair-skinned race would be small a, a, and small b, b. Let's go to line five. Now let's look at what combination would result in a mulatto, the offspring of an a, a, capital A, a, b, b, and a small a, a, and a small b, b union. Now remember, we're talking about the one that's coated, the, the dark skin, and if they kept intermarrying, their gene, the code, would always be capital A, capital B, capital A, A, capital B, B. If you have a very little bit of melanin, then you'd be small A, A, small B, B. Now let's put the dark and the light together. We get the capital A, A, capital B, B, and the A, A, small A, A, small B, B. We would have, uh, uh, let's look at what combination would result in a mulatto, the offspring of an A, A, a capital AABB and AABB small union. What would happen if two such mid-brown mulatto people were to marry? Surprisingly, we find that an entire range of color from very white to very black can result in only one generation. Beginning with this particular type of mid-brown parents, those children born with, we're on line six now, AABB, who are pure black, in the sense of consistently having no other types of offsprings, have no genes for lightness at all. If they were to marry and migrate to a place where their offspring could not intermarry with people of different colors, all their children will be black. A pure black line will result. Line seven, please. Those who are small AA, small BB, are white. If they marry other whites and migrate to a place where their offspring cannot marry other colors, a pure, in the same sense, white line will result. They have lost the genes which give them the ability to be black. Now, with that in mind, I said it before, but now with that in mind, you can go back and understand now why Adam and Eve could not have been white. Can't you see it? They... We're talking about genetics now. I'm not talking about the pastor talking about genetics. They, they could not produce because they have no genes for it. They could only continue to produce white children, just like themselves. Just like the black could only produce black children, just like themselves. You have to have a combining or combination to do otherwise. Now, uh, let's see, where was I now? Yeah, seven. I want to seven. Did I get eight? Oh, I got eight. No, seven. Okay. Uh, okay, let me say it again. If they marry other whites and migrate to a place where their offspring cannot marry other colors, a pure in the same sense, in other words, all white line will result. They have lost the genes which give them the ability to be black. That is, to produce a large amount of melanin. So you can see how it is easily possible, beginning with two, oh Lord, watch this now, with two middle brown parents to get not only all the colors, but also races with permanently different shades of coloring. So Adam and Eve had to be mid-brown. 
not black and not white. Because only that combination of genes could produce all the varied colors from jet black to snow white. So when God, watch this now, when God created Adam and Eve, undoubtedly, he placed within them the genetic code for all the other colors. Amen. Because God, God is a spirit and he doesn't have a physical body, so he couldn't have given to Adam his own color code because he didn't have a color, he's a spirit. So when he created Adam and Eve, he had to make them mid-brown and place within them the genetic coding to produce, as I said before, from jet black to snow white. That's the only possible genetic way that it could have possibly been done. Now, if you think that that's far-fetched, go back and read, you don't have to do it now, but go back and read the first chapter of Genesis where it talks about that the, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and it talks about the fact that God made the fish of the sea and all that kind of stuff. Well, you'll notice that it says that God spoke to the dry land and said, let the earth bring forth fruit bearing seed after its kind. Now, how could the earth produce trees bearing fruit with seed in them if when God created the ground, he had not already planted the seeds in the ground? He would have to plant the seed. He couldn't just speak to the ground and say, tell it to bring forth unless there's something in there to bring forth. So when he created the ground, he put all the plant life in the ground and then commanded that plant life that was already there to come forth, just like he put, it, put the genetic code into Adam and Eve and told them to be fruitful and multiply, and we are the results. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I have to get to number eight next time. I'm out of time. Well, saints, I know that is very interesting. You can... Talk to your biology teacher, your biology friend. I know a couple of biologists, but I already know the deal. Uh, genetic coding, you cannot get pure white people from a genetic coding. Only brown DNA can produce all shades of people. Now, whether you believe it or receive it, that's on you. But it makes sense. There is nothing wrong with my understanding and one of the reasons why I am playing the race, religion and racism series again is because it is so relevant today. And you have to remember this. Satan caused all of this racism crap because it causes division. And if we are divided, we cannot unite to praise and worship the Lord Jesus Christ together because he is afraid of Jesus. He's not afraid of us. He is afraid of us uniting for Christ. So saints, with that said, I hope today will be the most blessed day you have ever had. I hope this upcoming week will be the most blessed week you have ever had. I hope you learn something from this. Play it for your friends who are prejudiced, who are racist. I don't know what it may do to help them or change their mind, but a seed definitely will be planted. And when that day comes, when they hit rock bottom, they will remember this message and accept Christ for who he is. And he is not about division. He is about unity.
So saints, with that said, until next time, live Christ, love people, take up your cross. Peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially, because it has been a blessing to you, go to one of my five podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Radio Public, and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to me via Cash App, dollar sign, Dr. Kamala D. That's dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D, rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope to see you next time.